Hey, everybody, welcome back to another great episode of the Choking Hazard Podcast. Today, we have one of the final episodes of the Ace Jiu-Jitsu Pro Championships with our two competitors, Ashton and Janie, who will be competing in a rematch at the show. Before we get started, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you like athletes, coaches, controversy, different technique breakdowns, make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. We really do appreciate and we want to keep providing, providing you with more great content. Today's episode has been brought to you by Spirit Leaf Waterdown located at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. If you're looking for Canada's top cannabis brand, look no further than Alex and his crew and they're going to be able to help you out with all your cannabis needs. Just make sure you like us and them on Instagram and you're going to save money every single time you shop there. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the podcast. Today, we're celebrating our 100th episode. And first off, we want to thank you so much for joining us on every single episode, every take, every controversy. We've had an amazing experience with you guys, and we can't do this without you, our audience. So we thank you so much for supporting us throughout this entire time. But before we get started, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you want to see more great coaches, athletes, different technique breakdowns, controversy, make sure you subscribe and don't forget to share with your friends. We love creating content for you guys and we want to keep producing more. Today's episode is sponsored by Spirit Leaf Waterdown, located at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. If you're looking for Canada's top cannabis brand, look no further than Alex and his crew and they're going to be able to help you out. Just make sure you like us and them on Instagram, and you're going to get 10% off every single time you shop there. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the episode. Thank you for 100 so far and 100 more coming down the road. We'll see you soon on the map. Fuck that guy. Episode 100. Keeping it 100, Aaron. I'm not leaving that in. Are you going to start? Yeah, we are. We're just going to start. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. We're, we're leaving that in. Right. We don't, you, you don't, you're not, you don't need to know that guy. Fuck that guy though. Uh-huh, for sure. Welcome back everybody. Here we are. We are hundred episodes in. I didn't keep, even we keep keeping it 100, Aaron. We're keeping 100, it 100. Didn't even think we would even get to this standpoint as far as like a hundred episodes, which is pretty fantastic. Uh, uh, Aaron, Aaron, be honest. You want to call it quits with me after like three. Yeah. Basically I was thinking about going solo. So <laughs> But we we gunned it out over a hundred episodes. I'm actually very impressed with the way the channel has been operating. Obviously, there's tons of stuff for improvement, especially down the pipeline. Um, but we've had a couple. Again, I think over the last year, we've had a lot of different kind of things that have happened throughout the podcast opportunities, especially with Ace Jiu Jitsu Pro Championships being a part of that. Obviously, we have a lot more events like that coming down the pipeline. Um, and we've had a chance to really talk to a lot of spectacular athletes throughout the entire time that we've been doing 100, 100 episodes. So I think like when you look at the overall sense of the channel, I think we're calling it a success for sure. We're calling it a success. <laughs> we got dozens and dozens of followers, Aaron. Dozens and dozens. Dozens and dozens. You know, like um, I was looking at another uh, page today where I'm like, he crossed over 100,000 uh, subscribers, which I was like, all right. <laughs> that ain't cool. us. That ain't <laughs> us. But you know what? I think it's always something we can work on and we can improve. And it's like, 
you know, I got, I, I have plans throughout the new year. I know you got plans before the year is out. So like we, we have some opportunities to especially create more content for everybody. We got a lot more opportunities to create more uh, discussion, lots more um, topics to, to talk about with individuals, but then also bring in some really cool guests in the near future. So I think that's a key thing where we want to thank everybody who obviously listens to the podcast always for your continued support because that's how we get to keep doing what we do right we get to have these great conversations with amazing individuals amazing athletes coaches and just great up people from the fitness world and we just want to keep building that jujitsu community building that healthy lifestyle type individual and more to come i can say that that's there's way more to come for sure do you do you realize the amount of people actually listen to your stupid nonsense on this podcast aaron it's it's a lot. Like I've been I've been doing a little um training at a lot of different places the last few weeks because uh, as you know I, I'm getting ready to do some real fighting, Aaron. Yeah, and and so what? And you've actually been hearing people talk about the podcast. A lot and of people are like, oh, like you know, like hey, like I've been listening to the podcast. Like it's really nice. Like Mike, I really like your commentary. That Aaron guy's kind of a douche, but like you know, like you're good, Mike. Like that's yeah. that's that's usually the general consensus of what I get. But mm -hmm. you know, I'm actually genuinely surprised with the amount of support that I we have gotten over the last couple of years when it's come to. I'm actually surprised that there's the amount of people that listen to us actually listen to us. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a key. That's pretty cool. When you look at it that way. Hey, Evan. Um, <laughs> I think when you look at it that way, we get a really, again, it's about building that community. Right. And I, just the community is only so big, right? Like there's, there's a lot of that, the ecosystem of individuals, especially in Ontario, everybody knows everybody. And then if one, again, it's about building that community and how we make it even tighter and closer. And I think the cool thing that you and I get to do is now that being part of like Ace Jiu-Jitsu Pro, we get to get really in depth with a lot of athletes and like where they're at and how they're looking to find that next step. And Sure do, bud. Sorry. So we, we did our, our first commentary gig yeah. together. The Ace do, we, do we want to discuss a little bit of that on here? How did that, how that went? Uh, areas of things that went well areas of opportunity is also one of uh, Aaron's favorite sayings as a, as a, as a manager at a gym that we do not speak of in his time there. What, what were, what were some of the, the strengths? What, what were some things that you think that went well with that? Well, I, between us or just the show in general, just to show it, it just shows so what, what did you like to see? Yeah, no, I thought, you know, what was great about it? I think the format, the way that they had it set up as far as like, even like the super fights and obviously the Copa uh, main of Grand Prix. Um, I think overall, the way the competitors competed against each other was phenomenal. They used the rule set to their advantage where they were out competing for uh, like, they were trying to get the subs. They were trying to keep those matches as competitive as they could be. Um, even though you had, probably only two matches out of the 15 that went to a decision or to points. sorry um it was highly competitive individuals were on top of their game they were pushing the action and it was great to see that and i think what's going to be the key thing for a lot of individuals who join this this style of pro show is they're gonna have to know the rules as far as IBJJF rule set in case they get into a so we had a situation where there was a fight where he could have been up 
four points to, to two at one point, but he didn't, again, he didn't put his hooks in. So he just kept that back control with the figure four lot or sorry. um, with What was it? What did he have? It was, it was a body triangle. I believe body, it might've been a body, sorry, triangle. body triangle from the back. And if he had just put his hooks in, boom, he would have been up points and he would have won that match for sure. But because he, I guess, again, it happens. You don't, understand the rules or you don't think those rules are going to play into the factor if you're thinking about sub only these things come bite you in the ass so absolutely i i think you, you got to really study the rule sets uh of what you're competing in and you need to understand the rules in and out like your strategy is going to be different like with an ibgf rule set versus a a submission only rule set where maybe the ibgf rule set you need to you know you're looking to score points first and then you're looking to set up your your attacks off of that versus you know submission only you can maybe open up your game a little bit more but you know there's obviously we've talked about this like so many times on this podcast where you can there's pros and cons i think to every rule set essentially that we have is out there but i really think they do a good job of they use the ibgf rule set yes but also like the rules and the, the way things are set up is is there to promote action like you're we're not you're not having like a longer timed match it's shorter it's six minutes you need to go in you need to be effective and you need to attack and you need to submit yeah and you know what the athlete most of those athletes i think 95 percent of those individuals went out there and accomplished that throughout that first show and i think that's where they can get into the standpoint okay so how can we change the the incentives for the competitors adding you know cash prizes for sub only or like for submission or or whatever right bonus structures or whatever so those are things that obviously they can improve upon because that was the first show that they're going to build on i mean for us even on a commentary standpoint i think us because again, us having the opportunity to talk to all those athletes first was great. So we could actually see what their game plans might've been or knowing who those individuals habits are and where they were going to get the backgrounds of how they were going to approach those matches. The one thing I would like to see, especially moving forward, which I already kind of already talked to um, the producers of the show is that we want to have a video screen available to us right there. And then, so we can get the overhead uh, as far as the viewpoint. Cause even they were getting like the, the, live stream was getting an overhead view so especially if they're at the other end of the mat and we can't see exactly what's going on we're going to be able to see that on a monitor but that's like first world problems not a big deal first, like, how about how about uh the people that got the stream like they didn't even hear us for about half of it because yeah uh, so dude, we, had, we, we had some acoustics issues we'll say in the uh the auditorium so essentially what happened was the mics that we had that were wired to the commentary that was going to be on the stream, the entire audience can hear. So yeah. if I yell penis out on the, on the live stream, the entire crowd is going to hear it. And that would just be awkward as hell. And I don't think a lot of people want to listen to me and Aaron in an, in the auditorium being like, oh, well, like this person's going to go for this and that. It's like, yeah. well, thanks. Thanks, guys. Like I'm trying to compete. And yeah. So that, that was kind of like the, obviously the technical difficulties of like China, the studio, and then obviously the tech guys figuring stuff out, but you know, eventually they got it going and you know what? It was great when it was finally started working, it was like, okay, here we go. We're rolling. And you know, I think now we have a better expectation of like what we're expecting for the next show. So we can just add that moving forward. Um, I'm obviously still trying to work on uh, getting us out to the ACE. So no, I'm um, sorry. Um, F5, no, sorry. 
the Fight League Atlantic series out in Nova Scotia. So we'll go commentate for them in the near future. Um, so, and again, we're working on another couple of in-house tournament styles ones as well as so we start commentating for them as well. So we're going to be out in the about in the next year for sure. I'm, I'm Joe Rogan and you're that other guy. I'm the other John Anik or Mike Goldberg. Mike Goldberg. <laughs> like, you know, you're the, you're the other guy. You're going to be talking about like, you know, Modelo and all this other shit. Well, yeah, well, that's, that's, well, that's, these are the sponsors that we need to go for. We need a beer sponsor. I think, I think that's what Aaron would like. He wants to be sponsored by Guinness. You know what? A, a beer sponsorship would be fantastic. Not Guinness. That's a little bit too much because it is getting into wintertime. So, you know, a good old IPA or local craft beer would be, <laughs> you know, that would be good. I don't, I, I don't drink, but, uh, you know, our friends at Spirit Leaf Waterdown have what we need located at. 60, the last time we're doing this ad read, Eric, so let's get uh, this yeah, shit right. Uh, so 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. All your CBD, THC, C3PO, R2D2, Alex and his crew has got everything that you need. I actually uh, just picked up some things that uh, I, I have been using recently to help with my training. Uh, do, do you believe that, Aaron? So uh, well, there, there are... Do you want to tell the audience, especially like, you know, because obviously you have, you've been, you've been practicing, you've been training a lot lately and all that kind of thing. You're going to go somewhere else for that. It's like, so uh, you've been uh, using some uh, illegal narcotics, Mike. And no. uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's not illegal. It's totally legit. But, um, you know, you've been training. So like, what's going on? What are you excited about? That's going to happen in the next week. What's happening? So I decided to jump in and do some real fighting at uh, World Masters in Vegas. I'm actually, at the time of recording, I will be leaving, actually, I'll be leaving uh, Wednesday morning, actually. There so you go. This, so is, this you... podcast is being currently recorded on Monday night. So I got, I will be leaving in about 36 hours or so. So are you uh, on weight? Are you ready to go? Your game plan set up? Do you know when you're fighting? I will be I will be competing on Thursday. I'll be landing Thursday around like dinner time. Um, is it you're you're, you're going to interview me about uh, World Masters right now? Is, no, this, I'm is just this how this is going to go? Just asking audience. questions. The audience wants to know. The world wants to one know. One of their co-hosts is going out into the real world to go compete now, so they want to hear what Michael Briars has been doing to make sure that he's ready to actually represent the podcast and not look like a scrub out there. Well, someone's got to fucking represent this podcast because I'm trying to get you to fight Sanji the last year. I'm retired. You've been ducking like like a bitch. That's what you've been doing. You've been been ducking like a bitch. So, Rafael Lovato's 39. He just fought on who's number one. Get out there, Tiger. You know what? Like, good for him. I'm going to get some fucking TRT. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Stop making excuses. Anyways. Anyways. Not about me. It's about you. It's about me. So, uh, yes, I decided to jump in and uh, do a big tournament. I've been working pretty hard over the summer. Like, I've been doing a lot of, like, two-a-days. I've been training at a lot of different academies that I've been uh, connecting with over the over the uh, the holidays. Those who are listening, they know who they are. I've also been training at, at the, the home base a lot and uh, out in Woodbridge. Gracie Humaita with Danny, Tony, and all the guys there. Um, I got my game plan. Shit, it's it's gonna involve a lot of real fighting. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. By the time this podcast gets released, I'll probably be competing anyway. So yeah. it's gonna be a whole lot of real fighting out in Vegas. So um I will be dishonoring the, the self-defense side of jiu-jitsu for 
doing some ridiculous tactics that I will be trying to pull off on Thursday. You're going to pull guard and just fucking just oh, pray, pull guard and pray. <laughs> yeah. Pray. That's, that's, that's exactly it. No, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be pulling into real fighting. That's what I'll be doing. Pull into real fighting. I, those jujitsu gods are smiling down. On I, have the, I have the re I have a, um, I have a sequence I've been working on actually. So I'm hoping to, hoping to pull that off of literally everybody. So I have a specific game plan and a specific system that I've been working on to, try to lure pretty much everybody into it i'm not even i to be honest like usually i like to like research who i'm competing i may have my wife doing that but honestly i'm going in with a different mindset do you want to know what my mindset is Aaron? this is actually a good time for you guys what's What's your mindset mindset, bro what's the the mindset going into this competition are you nervous have you thought about that things or so all right so i'll be honest like competitive wise in my years competing i've always gotten super nervous to the point of like borderline like dry heaving before like i'm fighting and there's times i have like i've like i'm gonna like throw up before i compete and then once once you're out there you're out there i for the first time and i don't remember and it's it's also it's like it's a couple days before like i'm not nervous at all i i don't feel nervous i'm not putting any expectations on myself i am going out there to test myself and Honestly, like, I don't feel nervous. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I've actually had this conversation with a couple of people. Um, I'm not nervous. I have no nerves. Um, I basically, I know what I need to do and go out there. And my, my game plan is to execute some real fighting for this podcast. Because someone's got to do it. And it ain't going to be you. It's not going to be me. Not this year, at least. Right? Maybe next year I'll jump into the fire. I'm not sure. We'll f- cross that bridge when I get there. I think I still think tag team jujitsu, me and you, I versus Lobato and Sanji. Oh fuck me! No, okay. or or we, we like can... on the local scene first. <laughs> tag team jujitsu on the local scene first. <laughs> Give me your hand, tag we me. Got, we got to create a rule set, and I think you you got to get like. So hear me out. It's got to be like super competitive either white belts or blue belts because they're always going to be moving around i think it needs to be like spazzing white belts yeah spazzing (laughs) white belts or fresh blue belts right like and then hyperactive and then you always have to have like a rule set where they can just they can tag in like i think it's fucking phenomenal i don't know how we make it work i think we we have it in like a pro wrestling ring so there's like rope breaks so like if you're in a submission if you get to the rope they have to break the hole. They have to break the hole, right? Mm-hmm. And then it, it, it keeps going, right? They can pull them back into the middle, right? Yeah. They can pull that individual back into the middle and keep going, right? And but then, then just slap on a sharpshooter and it's all over. Yeah, the, 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 the individual tags the other individual. The other one can come in and attack that individual right from that position. I think it's slick. What about like, if it's like tag team wrestling. So it's like, you have like five seconds to work. You can do like a two on one. You can attack the guy for five seconds and you have to get out of the ring. <laughs> Once you make the tag, you do some double team action for five seconds. Yeah, I could do that. But I don't know. I, I think that's kind of crossing the line, but I think it's gotta be the, the quick transitions. And like, so let's just say the guy is like, he tags him and then, the guy comes over the ropes and he could like jump on the other guy's back or just fly into a flying triangle right there. And then if you want. So, so what I did in my preparation is I actually, I tested out, I had a two on one handicap match with two people in my school. Do you want to hear about this? 
I would love to hear about this. I wish I recorded this because it was fucking hilarious. I was dying the whole time. So there's two individuals I train with at, at my school and they're like, oh, what? Like, they're joking. Like, oh, like, if both of us attack you at the same time we do jiu-jitsu, you think we could submit you? I'm like, no. <laughs> so they tested it out. So it was those two, we started standing and I pulled guard on one while the other one was like jumping on me, like trying to mount me. <laughs> I had one in closed guard, another guy like trying to mount me on top. Well, I have the guy in closed guard. Quite interesting. Picture that. So he's trying to work submissions. I'm trying to submit the guy in guard. So eventually what happened was, it was just a blur to me, but eventually I think I, I wrist locked one of the guys really quickly. <laughs> so then he's out and then I had the other guy one-on-one -on -one, and then I toyed with him and then I submitted it. So it was a, it was a new white, a blue belt and a, a four-stripe white belt that I, I tested this theory out with. Okay, so the two on one is it if is you combine the two, it's like competing with a purple belt. So you know what? Like I'm good. So at World Masters, this was my preparation. Oh, so, so this is that was perfect. You know, I fuck like why wasn't Flo following you to like under like the road to World Masters? Like I don't oh, understand this. Flo Flo's not coming up here. They don't want this smoke. <laughs> one day, one day Flo will come up. Hollywood Mike, fuck that guy. I'll, I want to set up a super fight with that guy. That's the guy I want. Give me I, give me masters with that guy. I don't think that guy's going to compete anytime soon <laughs> yeah, I or, think but, or, or go on the stage at least. That's for sure. Why do you say that Aaron? I don't know. I think there's this again, like it's kind of like some people are just made for the camera and some people are just made for like training crazy jujitsu. And I don't think he's that guy. I think he's the camera guy. I think you think he's the camera guy. Like, I'm not saying he can't. I'm not saying he can't roll or do anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. I just think he's found his niche of like again what he is. He's a producer for Flow, right? So that's yeah. what he does, right? Why would he, God Earth, put himself in a position to fucking <laughs> fight? Hey, him? hey, you know what? He he was rolling with like Marigali and his like roll camps and like, all that. Gonna, so he's good gonna, for he him. Knows how to roll? Like he's gonna go and do all those things. And why put yourself on the stage when you could just do it in private with nobody watching? <laughs> that's that's the super fight I want. So if anybody out there can hook that up, let me know. Uh, well, we'll have to get Ricardo back on the podcast, and we'll we'll float, float that idea. We'll float that one out there. He'll be uh, he'll be on the podcast soon. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to float that idea out there. I yeah. want I want the smoke, hundred percent. So kind of like when you kind of look at like flow, for example, obviously ADCC is coming down the pipeline. I think a big key thing, especially like even for us, like we're going to have obviously the breakdowns especially like we'll, we're not going to get into it today but obviously we're going to have talk about more about the heavyweight brackets we'll talk about like medium heavies all those different brackets we got going and obviously the super fight we'll get a lot more in depth especially with gordon being in the, the division plus he's going to be doing a super fight i think that's going to be exciting especially because after just seeing him compete on who's number one with penna in a 45 minute match which i mean like now that kind of like the dust has settled obviously there was a lot of emotions going throughout that entire day obviously with the unfortunate death of leandro Lowe. now that everything kind of settled and you kind of see where that match took place and the 45 minute grinding match as far as penne losing you know, by Penne, what is he a pasta? Penna, sorry, Penna. <laughs> what is he? <laughs> um, losing by, uh, you know, verbal verbal submission. Do you think it was just like he just had enough? He was just ready to get out. He was done with that match. Or did you really think that if that match had continued, that Gordon was going to start? 
putting more her on him. It was and... probably a bit of both, honestly. I think I think Gordon's strategy is and, and you know you can you can hate it all you want, but like I think his strategy was he wanted to drag it, he wanted to drag the match out very long. He wanted to slowly ramp up the pressure and then look for a submission like when it's like over the hour plus mark, which in my opinion, like I'm not a big fan of sub only just for that reason is yeah. so it's like, okay. So from a spectator standpoint, for example, like me and you, it's midnight, it's a Sunday. Yeah. A, lot of people, a lot of people have to work the next day. So they're going to send, you know, these two out. And then Gordon even says like in his post fight, he's like, well, like my strategy was to bring it like at least an hour, hour and a half, and then look for the submission where it's like, okay, well you want for, from a sports standpoint, you want sport to be entertaining. If the sport's entertaining, people are going to watch it. Mm. If you're coming out and saying, hey, you know what? You know, I want to drag this match out as long as possible. Like, that doesn't really get people to be, like, super excited to be like, all right, well, I want to watch this. That I want to watch this guy fight the next time, for example. Like, yeah. or I want to watch this submission-only rule set. So if we're watching the, for example, like the Who's Number One finale, <laughs> Oh fuck! With I, with Isaac they Mitchell and Kyle like they, they're like, we need to do the rest of the show, and they just basically took them off and they put them in the back. It's extremely but- poor organization. So what can happen is that that's like a worst case scenario that can happen is you have a match that just goes ridiculously long and it holds up the whole show, which is what happened. They had to pull, they had to pull that match off onto another mat, and then they had to start the main event with Gordon and Pedro. Yeah, so. You know- Shale Sonnen had a, a whole rant about like how um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu won't, or grappling in general, sorry, um, won't become mainstream, right? And it was like, the biggest thing that he was harping on is that you can't have a sport where the rules are always ever-changing, or individuals are changing the rules, right? I agree so, with that. Like, for example, like, if you have LeBron James being like, oh, like, you know, three-pointers should be four-pointers now for yeah. this game. Or and when, then right? another another person can be like, oh, well, everything's two points now. Yeah, like, you, you can't do that. You can't be like, oh, let's have a no time limit basketball game or first team to score a thousand points. Like, I think there needs to be just like in MMA. There's generally like a pretty unified rule set. It's now. a I unified know rule set. Back, right? in, back in the day, there was like different organizations that had different rules. But now it's like all right, here are the rules of MMA. This is what you're allowed to do. This is what you're not allowed to do. Now, obviously it's open for debate and there's things that can change over time. Absolutely, I agree. And like another league like like that's like that, for example, is the NFL. Like the rules every year or two, there's always little things that can be tweaked. Or yep. There's different penalties or things that are added in. But generally like a touchdown is a touchdown. A field goal is a field goal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the time of the game is the time of the game. Like that doesn't change. Yeah. Versus... If you have somebody like Gordon who likes a submission only rule set, but then there's an IBJJF rule set, and then there's a ADCC rule set, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I'm sorry, but like, I think there needs to be one unified rule set where it's like, this is the rules of the competition that we're going to do. So, like, you know, like it or not, ADCC is like, here's our rule set. You like it, compete. You don't like it, too bad. IBJJF has their rule set, but eventually there needs to be like one, like, this is it. These are the rules. Follow them. Yeah. It's like you said, it has to be a unified reform where it's like, okay, if this is the, the call ADCC is like the pinnacle, right? Of yeah. like, you know, no, the, he's the submission Olympic. grappling. 
Sure. Yeah. Let's call call that the Olympics, right? So then you have your subdivision, which is going to call it like professional sports of like flow grappling X or whatever. This is the unified rule set under this, and that's how they format it and move it. And again, it all has a trickle down effect because again, like basketball, right? Basketball is forty eight minutes, right? Four quarters. Mm-hmm. Like that's how they build it. So again, like I agree with what Shale Sean and Dane because like it's hard for the average individual fans, like as us as grappling fans and practitioners, we're like, okay, cool. I like it. Let's do it because we understand the rules. But now if you're trying to convince your bo- your buddy Bob to come watch a grappling match with you, and it's like, why does this match take a fucking hour? I don't understand. <laughs> right I, I why, can't, why does this guy have like or... saying like hey he wants this match to be over two hours it's like i'm, yeah. I'm sorry it's not very entertaining i get it from a strategy standpoint yeah you know, and you know what like it worked to gordon's advantage to do that but with that said it's like you know and i, I think he's you know he's the best grappler on the planet right now i think in my in my opinion but like he's also proven hey somebody like that he can win in all rule sets he's one of the ibgf rule set adcc yeah. rule set who's number one but I think at the end of the day, like you need to have one rule set where it's like, these are the rules, take it or leave it. I think though, let me just um, ask the question then while we're still on this topic, at least. Um, so let's just say that match was 30 minutes, no time, sorry, 30 minutes, sub only. Right. And then if nobody wins, if nobody wins, it's no decision. It's just declared a draw. Who wins that match and how? Oh, Gordon and Penna? Yeah. Based on that day, uh, it, it would be a draw or it's hard to say, but like looking back at it, but it would be either like I would, I could see Gordon maybe coming out with a higher pace and then maybe doing the same thing. But then again, it would be more, it, that's the whole point. If it's a, if the, let's say there's a 30 minute time limit, it's more exciting. Like Gordon has to press the action more instead of being like, okay, I'm going to start at 10% and go 20 yeah. Then 30 and then like ramp up the ramp up the intensity that way where you're, if it's a 30 minute time limit he has to come out 30 40 percent feel it out and then pick it up ultimately it comes down to it's like what are people going to watch are people going to watch you know the who's number one finale where you have somebody who's just going to ball up and not really attempt any submissions and wait for their opponent to try to make an estate uh make a mistake and like fall off the back and try to catch a quick submission or like, you know, do you want to see, you know, fun, exciting, action-packed grappling where, you know, you have people that are pressing the action, trying to actively win and not trying to use tactics or stall fights out. Like I'm going to do a world masters. Yes. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's going to want to see what I, I'm going to do. I, I am, I am a master manipulator of the rules. So when I when I competed at Worlds, I got a grand total of seven stalling calls called on all of my matches, and not on me either. <laughs> I'm not sure if I ever told this story on this podcast. It's legendary. I would love to hear this story of this you, I, how you so, manipulated all these rules. So, uh, so if I'm going for a submission, let's say, like let's say I I have Aaron in a triangle, which happens frequently. Um, I have you in a triangle. You're not stalling because you're in a submission attempt. You need to defend, right? That correct? Yeah. So, like, if I if I have like let's say one leg over your shoulder, I have the triangle position, and I just kind of hold you there. You're not really going to get called for stalling, right? You, yeah, you can't. Correct. You can't. You're in a yeah, submission. You're, you're in a submission. 
you're in a submission. So that's according to like the IBJJF rule set. So now what I did is I would pull out somebody's lapel and I get like a cross grip with it in close like guard. Cross, cross yeah, like a, like a cross grip, like basically like a cross collar grip. Yeah. And then I'd pull them down with that grip on top of me, like chest to chest. And then I'd pretend to cross choke them for like five minutes. <laughs> Instead of actually going for the submission, I would pretend to go for it. And then I'd look at the ref and like, I don't know. I, I wish I knew Portuguese. I'd be like, ref, he's not doing anything. Like, come on. So I was like, I would go for the cross choke. Like, what? Well, it would be like the world's worst attempts to it. So I'd be like, ah, like, like, like pawing at it. And then I'd look at the ref behind me and like, I kind of shrug and then I keep going for it. And then the guy would get a stalling call. <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy is like trying to, he literally, I think he, one guy had three stalling calls. His corner is screaming, you gotta stand up. You're gonna get disqualified. Stop stalling. And meanwhile, I'm just like, I'm just pulling him down into me. <laughs> he can't get up. So, but it looks like he's stalling because he's like burying his head into me. But really, I'm just pulling him into me and he can't do anything. So I, I just kept pretending to cross. I, I was actually actively trying to get, I may actually, if I have the possibility in, world, uh, in Vegas in a few days, I might try to get somebody disqualified and win like that. <laughs> if I pull that off, what would you pay me? Um, I, I hundred bucks I, says I can. I I may be able to pull that off. If you pull it off, I'll I'll take you to Spirit Wave Water down, and we'll go see Alex, and I'll go buy you some product. All right, sounds good. All right, <laughs> I'm but holding you to that. That's an official verbal agreement. Yeah, that I'll, no, I'll hold I'll hold me to it, hundred percent. If you get somebody disqualified by that same tactics, <laughs> I will take you to Spirit Leaf myself. We'll go and we'll go see Alex and then we'll get everything taken care of. That'll, that'll be, that'll be the, the ultimate win, you know, like winning by submission that like, that's like 2005 jujitsu. Like you need, you need to be able to abuse the rule set, Aaron. This is the, this is the key to high level competition. Okay. Fair enough. I, I, I enjoy that. So I don't, so basically the moral of the story is I almost got somebody disqualified or actually I got almost multiple people disqualified for, me stalling <laughs> is the is the moral of the story but, but you know what hey don't hate the rules baby hate the game that's how it is that's that's how it is like you know don't get don't get stuck in closed guard there bud don't hate the player hate the game hate the rules that's it yeah so that's it. but that's that's what it is and that you know i, I always you know I, back to like the the rules topic like you know it's always important you have to study the rules that you are that you were competing in because ultimately like the onus is on you to know the rules. And, you know, like I've, I've ref to the IBJJF rule set. I've been to several like refereeing courses. So it's probably the rule set I'm most familiar with. And like, I would, I would say I probably know the, and now it, with that said, is it a rule set? I agree with a hundred percent all the time. No, absolutely not. Yeah. But like with that said, it's the rule set. I'm probably the most comfortable competing in right now, just because I have the most experience with it. And, you know, a lot of the tournaments that have been run locally have used the IBJJF rule set for the most part. So it's probably the one I know the most, that I've refereed the most, that I'm probably the most comfortable competing in. So uh, looking forward to testing myself in Vegas, number one. But then number two, it's, you know, that's the moral of the story is like know the rules that you're competing in and, you know, you should be able to adapt your jiu-jitsu accordingly. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. 
I think that's the, the key message more than anything is know where you're going and understand the tactics that need to be applied during that time in the moment. Right. So it's the only way you're going to be able to win at the highest level. And especially world masters is one of the highest level tournaments out there. Obviously you got worlds in general, but again, like even like ace jujitsu pro, right. Like that they're trying to be a, a top tier competition form, especially in Canada, right. For a platform for the Canadian athletes. So it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger and we're going to keep commentating on it and we're going to keep seeing more athletes on it. And you know what, maybe even the last show of maybe next year, maybe I'll jump on that show. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. I'll are, be you the, do, are you saying you're doing the heavyweight ace jiu-jitsu pro? I am not doing that. I do not feel like dying. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you weigh right now? Like 225, 230? Where do you come up with these numbers? My God. No. Dude, I saw you on the scale at ace. You almost broke it, man. I mean, yeah, of course, I was wearing all my clothes and it was like two. I think it said to be continued to be. Yeah, exactly. They just they just they didn't have any more numbers. It just so swole. You're like negative body fat right now. <laughs> I wish you're, beefy. <laughs> you're like you're like 235 and 200. That's your legs. <laughs> thick. Ladies and gentlemen, as the kids say, Aaron is thick. Yes, very thick in a good way. In a good way. So, Mike, before we sign off for the day, I think it's been a super pleasure as far as like 100 episodes in. I think this has been fantastic. I am definitely looking forward to another 100 episodes with you as well, breaking down more stuff and obviously like getting bigger as we get, especially when, hey, I actually forgot to tell everybody we're going to have the opportunity, especially for in-person podcast coming up very soon so that's going to be exciting i think that's a big one uh that's obviously oh do do you have your secret location planned no i'm not revealing anything just yet so that is uh on a need to know basis and nobody fucking needs to know right now uh it's like it's like we may be able to do this in person but for now mind your fucking business exactly (laughs) mind your business don't ask questions don't ask questions (laughs) but um no, we definitely have a lot more things down the pipeline, a little bit more focus on especially the YouTube channel with more techniques and things that we were able to build. Like my schedule's been clear up a little bit. Your schedule's clearing up a little bit. Uh, again, summertime's always busy with kids and all that kind of stuff. So it's nice to kind of like, okay, cool. Everybody go back to school. Fuck off. We got shit to do. So that's the plan. Um, I'm looking forward to the next 100 episodes with you. Unfortunately, I'm I'm still stuck with you here, but still stuck, buddy. Still I'm stuck like, with you, but stuck. we're we have we have a few uh, guests planned for the not so distant future when I when I get back from real fighting in in Las Vegas. Yeah, no, and we got some we got some legends coming up. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Like uh, especially like legends of Ontario jujitsu grappling, um, especially Canada, like pioneers of the sport, especially here. So I'm excited to have some of those individuals on. We're going to have some guests come back as well because they just want to come back onto the show, which is great. And then we're going to get into ADCC and we're also going to get into the next Ace Jiu-Jitsu Pro, which is going to be happening November 27th. And that's going to be the Heavyweight Grand Prix, which is going to be fucking phenomenal. With it, Which Aaron is not competing on. I'm not he's, competing. He's ducking. I'm not competing in that one just so everybody can just calm down i think you were the number one most requested name for that actually. it was i'm like what the fuck is this shit like what well, either insulting me or they want to see me die either or like no man people want to see you compete man <laughs> so you, uh, the you, heavy you need to unretire like, I, never, I think that's okay. the goal of the next 100 episodes is we need to see aaron unretire 
Okay, I competed at fucking featherweight, fucking lightweight, and then uh, I think you competed at featherweight. One of your legs is like, like a featherweight right now. I think that was like, God, it was so long ago. I was super light back then, but like, like I've, had, I, I've competed in like two divisions total. It's been middleweight or medium heavy, and I'm back to medium heavy because I'm yeah, like a medium heavy. I'm huge. Middleweight, two twenty, like right here, two twenty, baby. Yeah, two twenty medium heavyweight. You guys can figure that out. No, what? Uh, what oh, oh, I know. Whatever. <laughs> Not the weight class, Aaron. That was a joke. <laughs> God damn it! All right, okay, man. Well, and oh, last thing before we finish off, everybody who listens to the podcast and has been supporting us for the last hundred episodes, we want to thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. We can't do this podcast without you guys, or else we're just talking to ourselves and we send out stuff and nobody listens to it. So we do appreciate everything yeah. that you guys do for us, the feedback we get, and obviously the support that we continue to get from you. That is a hundred. I I am genuinely happy people are actually fucking listening to us and are somewhat entertained. So to those out here listening to us, thank you very much. And I will continue to somewhat entertain everybody in the future. Hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We're gonna end up we're ending on that. All right. <laughs> Thanks everybody. Appreciate it. And we'll see you for the next hundred. It's gonna be awesome. Keep it at one hundred. <laughs>